We are so thankful to be here. Um, it's been long in coming because we met in 2014 at the first Recalibrate, and so we're just thankful to be here. And uh, just a little bit about me and, and Gil. I, I'm Dolphy. This is Gilligan, and we're missionaries in Tanzania. Sometimes the people, they're calling Gil, and they're calling me Dolphy. It happens, but it's okay. We're good with that. And so um, we're missionaries to a s specific people group called the Datog. The Datog are an unreached people group that live in the most remote places of Tanzania. The reason for that is because they're, they're pastoralists. And uh, traditionally, they used to be nomadic and travel from one place to another. But as land became a premium, they have they have receded and, and gone to the most unwanted areas within Tanzania, and that's the extremely remote areas and areas that are dry and deserty terrain. But that's the life that they live out there, and uh, that's one of the reasons that they're unreached is because they've been so hidden for so many years. Another reason that they're unreached is because they're within their tribe, there's about 250,000 spread across Tanzania in small pockets of maybe 300 to, to 1,000 in each little area. And uh, within their tribe, there's 12 sub-tribes, and each one of these sub-tribes have a different language. So there's no written, there's no written language for them. They're, one of the sub-tribes has been written, but it's too hard for anybody to, uh, to read. So... That's, that is what a little bit about the Datog. In fact, Gil, he is a Datog. And uh, together, we've now been married now 13 years. And praise God. <laughs> and we'll share a little more about that in, in later on in the service. But uh, God has done an amazing thing. God has brought me out originally as, an, as a single missionary 20 years ago. And... It was by God's grace that I met up with Gil in the bush, and uh, the Lord put us together and knit us together to continue in this ministry out to unreached people groups. So we live in these areas where the people are hurting, and we plant churches there. And, and to, in the very beginning, when Gil and I went, honey, come close, come up here. When Gil and I went, <laughs> we... Uh, um, we're in a very difficult place, and the places where we were, were, there was no water, there's no stores, there's no roads, there's none of that. And we went there, and we built a house, and we started trying to reach the people, but it was extremely hard. Wherever we went, people were like, we don't want you, we don't want anything to do with your religion, we've cursed you, and you need to go, you're going to die, we've cursed you, go home. And our heart was knit into the Datog, we knew that God has placed us into the Datog area. And so we knew we'd continue to persevere. But I remember specifically for me, there was this one day that after living there for an entire year, we had uh, walked around the area all the time and prayed over the area. And this one day, I had sat down as we were praying, and I just sat down and I began to weep. And as I weeped, you know, Gil was saying, Dolphy, what's going on? And I said, this has been the hardest year of my life. Within that time was we were the first year that we were married. And we had tried several times to have babies, but it just didn't happen. And we kept on miscarrying. And, 
and everything that could go wrong in the bush would go wrong where, you know, the people didn't want us and, and no matter what, it seemed so difficult and so complicated. And the very first village I went as a single, people responded to the gospel. And this village that we went as a married couple, nobody was responding. And so it was so hard. And, and all these things had taken place. And with the people saying, we've cursed you, you're going to die, you need to go home, we've cursed you. I sat there and I said, you know, maybe God has closed the doors. And Gil said, God will never close the door until his purpose has been fulfilled. Amen. And that brought me back to realizing that God has a purpose. He brought us out there, and he had a purpose to be fulfilled. But the circumstances around everything was trying to discourage us. And we can't allow that to happen. We need to focus on, like Galatians 6, 9 says, let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Amen. We're going to show you a video that's going to show you a little bit of the culture in the background. But the one thing I want you to see is when we stick to what God's word says, he brings miracle after miracle after miracle. You can turn on the video now.
Jesus is amazing. That day when I cried and we decided that, and Gil had mentioned that God would fulfill his purpose, what we realized is what we needed is prayer. And that prayer was the thing that was going to make a difference. It wasn't anything that we did of ourselves. It was that we would bend to our knees and cry out to God for his spirit to come upon that place. And for three years, we lived in a place where there were zero believers. And then, by God's grace, things started to happen one after another. You've seen just a little bit of what God has been doing in these places. In every single village that we go is where there's zero believers, but God ends up raising up believers. And the result, the reasoning was, is when we started coming home, we started saying, we need your prayers. We need you to partner with us and pray with us. And we're saying the same thing to you guys. We need you guys to pray with us because prayer is what transforms a village. Prayer is what brought the ability for us to partner with WorldServe and with Hand of Hope that to bring in schools and to build churches and to bring in water, all of that was a result of prayer. None of that Gil could do or I could do. It was God that moved the mountain because of his grace and his mercy. God is amazing. So amazing. I want to Telling you about my testimony before I accepted Christ, I was an alcoholic. And uh, if I say God is good, I know. It's not just somebody telling me God is good. I know what God is doing in my life. Amen. I was an alcoholic. And in the Togo people, if you're sick, or maybe you drink alcohol, they take you for witch doctors. They're giving cows. They're giving goats. They're giving sheep. They're giving a donkey. They want, they want the, the doctor, the witch doctor, happy. And they can do anything for you to, to stop, maybe drink alcohol. My mom and my dad, they're doing for a long time. They take me for, you know, one day I was sitting down and I count how many witch doctors my mom and my dad, they take me. It's 15 witch doctors. And not any witch doctor help me. We go 15 witch doctors, but I don't see any difference in my life. I just keep going, drink alcohol, sleep outside. I don't doing anything for my mom and for my dad. I coming a bad person in the village. Anybody they're not any any anybody in the village they're not talk to me because I was an alcoholic. And one day the village, Dorothy and the team, they coming planting a church. One day they left, they go for um trip and they're calling a pastor they say can you coming and, and preaching in the village and this pastor he coming and showing the jesus film in the village and it's that day it looked like yesterday i drink alcohol and the next day i tired i don't want to go drink i just sleep i feel like my body is tired so i just sleep and i heard a noise speakers and you know it's the first time in the village so i'm thinking what is this too much noise and so I heard the people, they walk and they talk. Let's go to see. And I, and I call him. I know the person is talking. And I call him and say, what is happening? And he said, oh, come, let's go to see. I don't know. So we just walked and we see uh, uh, the Jesus film. This is my first time I see it. And, and the pastor, he preached. And, and one guy, his translation in the talk. The time I'm sitting down, in my mind and my heart is coming back. And it looked like somebody told me, Jesus Take you for a problem for alcoholic today. 
and I'm thinking, what is, what is this? I heard like noise, uh, like sound of somebody talk to me. And I just kept, you know, I focused on to see and, and the video, the music, you know, and a choir and pastor preaching. And the end, the pastor says, you know, any problem you have in your life, this is the one I, I day, day to now, I remember, pastor, he says, anything you, you have in your life, if you believe, if you believe Jesus, you can see miracles Jesus is doing. Amen. And I heard the answer after he talked about me, and I said, yes, I believe. So he closed and he says, okay, maybe you want to give Jesus your life. Maybe you, you're sick. Maybe you have any problem. If you believe, just come here, we pray for you. So I just running and I said, Pastor, I'm so tired. My life is, I am tired. So I want to, Jesus help me. We've been a couple of uh, places for witch, witch doctors, but I don't see anything um, uh, uh, help me. And he says, okay. So if you believe, we can pray for you. And he says, yes, I, pr uh, I believe. So they pray for me. And that day, I stopped drinking alcohol. And because we born, we born in the bush, no school. You know, we born in the bush, no school, no anybody can reading, no anybody can writing in the village. So I don't know anything about reading. So the time I accepted Christ, I heard a sound in my, my heart like uh, uh, somebody told me, uh, I want you preaching. And, I, and I'm thinking, how can I preach? I, I cannot read in the Bible because I've not been in a school. And, and it looked like, it look like somebody talked and said, okay, pray. Ask God. And it pushed me back to remember the pastor, what he says. He says, if you believe Jesus, he can do it. And I say, yes, I can go uh, uh, pray. So I started praying. Every day I'm putting my knees down. I say, God, help me. This is my testimony. Each person in the village, they know me before. So now I stopped drinking alcohol. So I want to share with people my testimony, and I want preaching. After one month, God opening my eyes, I reading a Bible. But before this, I heard again, buy Bible. So I take my goats, one goat, I'm selling at the market, and I buy my Bible, but I cannot read it. <laughs> so I, I buy my Bible, and I'm coming back. So I just walk. You know, somebody does not know me. They're thinking, this guy, he can read. He, he read it. But I don't, you know. But I carry my Bible. I say, God, help me. Yes. And after one month, God opening my eyes, and I'm reading the Bible. So I just reading. I just, I just reading and I take a stick and I cutting shorter and I putting between because I don't want to last the way I'm reading. <laughs> and uh, so I just keeping pray, but I reading but I cannot writing. So I want to find somebody can teaching me to write. You know, God is so amazing. God is so amazing. Miracles God is doing. Sometimes we don't understand and sometimes we don't believe. This is true. Maybe this is not. It's true. So when a guy, you want to say? Yeah. So the miracle here is he never went to kindergarten, 
never went to any formal education, but by God's grace, he, the Lord gave that to him. And then he went through Bible school, and now he's graduated and ordained last, pastor last of Assemblies of God. Last, last year. <laughs> That's the God we serve. There's nothing impossible. So the power of the Holy Spirit and God, God his boss, God he see everything, God he knows everything. Anything you have in your life, anything you, you, you see is look like a mountain, for God is nothing. But the problem is between us and God. If you believe God, this is God can take. They can, God, he can take this mountain you look like it's big. One story I want to tell you, Dofi, she's touching about uh, um, the time we moved in Gidemilanda. You know, sometimes the enemy wants to scare people and, you know, and, 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 and this is the one enemy not want people to do, to preach, to go and preaching. This is the one area the enemy not want anybody to do. Preaching, prayer, and, 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 and this is the area the enemy want not. If you don't like prayer, the enemy says, whoo, for this person. If you don't like sharing people about Jesus, the enemy says, whoo. So because the enemy win. But if you like prayer and reading the word of God, the enemy not win. Because you, you, you close God, you know, every day you and God, you, you have communication, you talk to God about anything. Your marriage, your children, your husband, your wife, the, 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 the community, those people, they drink alcohol. So the enemies, the, the enemies see no winning here. The time we moved to Milanda, the witch doctors, they know me before I accepted Christ. And one guy, his name is Gremetid, Gremetid coming at the house and he says, Kilagwen, you know, I know you before you accept Christ. I have my wife, she's she sick for six years. And she's a witch doctor. And his wife, taking for witch doctors, hospital, where he's, he's a rich guy, he has a lot of cows and goats, and sheep and donkeys, anything he wants to sell, he have it. But his wife, She's sick for six years, and every day they left the two people at the house because the house, what is their call that they gave you, honey? Because she had epilepsy, and he couldn't leave her alone, so she was always with some people, and he had taken her to multiple witch doctors, but nothing was happening. So I tell him, I say, do you believe in Jesus? He can heal your wife? And he, and, and he says, yes, because I know you before. And I say, okay. So I don't, go, I don't want you to go home and you beat your wife and you say, oh, okay, go to church. I'm and he says, you know, I'm tired. My cows is gone. My goats is gone. My sheep, because he's selling goats, he's selling cows, because he wants his wife uh, um, to heal, but it's not. So I say, okay, ask her if she believes she can come to church. She can come tomorrow. We want to talk to her. So he go home and, and, and he talk to his wife. The next day, his wife coming home at the house, come the, at, the, at the church, and we talk to her. We say, so your husband yesterday talking about you. We don't know what is happening, and so what do you think? And she says, you know, anything you guys telling me, I'm tired, and I am ready for anything you guys say. I say, okay. 
So the key is Jesus. I don't have anything to do for you. My wife, she's cannot doing anything. But if you believe Jesus, you can see what Jesus is doing. We don't know. Maybe right now, maybe tomorrow, maybe after 20 years. But we don't know. But we want to pray for you. And she says, yes. So she accepted Christ. We pray. We don't know when a miracle happening because sometimes, you know, we want miracle happening just right now. This is the one area everybody wants to do. We want prayer, but we want miracles just right now. But sometimes it takes like three years, two years. Because God is the boss. No anybody, can, no anybody can control God. Hey, God, today, not tomorrow. No. No, he's a boss. He knows everything. When he can do miracle. So we pray for her. She left. She go back home. So every day, you know, we have one person at the church. We're preaching for her. Just one. And God <laughs> healed this lady. I tell you, if you're looking her back, they burn. The Datug believe that a lot of ways to heal someone is by burning them. And so she had scars all over her back where she was burned. For every time she had a seizure, they would afterwards, they'd try and burn it out of her. And, uh, um, but after she came to church and after she accepted Christ, she was healed. God's grace. He healed her. And, and she hasn't had a seizure in... in Praise God. So, so it's been uh, at least uh, 12 years since she, uh, since she had any issues. And so we just thank God for that. And we know that, you know, there, if we had about 10 hours here, we could tell you about miracle after miracle after miracle. But I don't think we have that, right? <laughs> so, so we won't do that. But, you know, earlier, um, Pastor Isaiah was saying that um, being expectant that we should be wait expectantly for what God is going to do. God is the God of miracles. You know, all those churches that you saw in that video was miracles. It's by his grace. And, and countless of people have gotten healed, not as, as a result of uh, Gil or Dolphy, but as a result of his mercy and his grace. And, and multiple datog who have never had the opportunity to read and go to school have divinely learned how to read and, and are, are pastors now. And it's just one thing after another. And when you see God move that way, when you see Jesus working, you just you can't not expect his greatness to show up. When we come to church in the morning, we're in the presence of a holy, amazing, awesome, and glorious God. I mean, we have to be expectant. We have to know that he's going to do great and mighty things. And that's reminding me of a story that we've told a couple of times uh, uh, about a few years ago about this one pastor in Tanzania who preached about, in, in Matthew, um, Matthew 17, uh, Matthew 17, verse 20, about having faith and, and moving mountains, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed. In this sermon, he preached... And, and he was talking about faith. And then one of the women at the end of the sermon came up to him and said, she, hey. She, actually, that lady, she's a widow. Yes, yeah, she's a widow. And, and she was having a, a, a really hard time. She said, hey, you know, I have had, I have 20 acres of land, but I can only farm on one of these acres. I can't farm on the rest of the 20 acres. 
And, and as a widow, I don't have enough money. So I want to pray, since you read that scripture today about moving mountains, that you pray with me that God will move that mountain off that 20 acres because 19 acres was a mountain, one acre she could farm. And she has children. She wants, you know, to farm big area and to feed children and to have money. And, and, and she says, can you pray for me? God move that mountain because that mountain I don't want here. I want to have my land and I can, I can farm. And the pastor was kind of like trying to backtrack. <laughs> He's going, well, I, what I meant was if you have a problem in your life as big as a mountain. And she said, well, I do have a problem. It's the mountain. <laughs> and, and he was just kind of like, well, and she goes, well, okay, I don't know. I don't know about you, but I believe and I'm going to go home and I'm going to pray that God moves that mountain. So, and you see over there, it's ready. Believe. You know, guys, believe. She says, I believe the message you're preaching. God can move mountains. She believed before she's starting for prayer. So, the key, part, the key over there is believe. And she says, okay, I want to take my time. I'm going to pray. I want God to move this mountain. So, and there's scripture for me. I just reading, I'm thinking, come on, maybe God take a mountain and put it somewhere like this. So she, so she back began home. to play, pray one month, two months, three months. Three months. Three months later, as she's praying, um, the road between Ni- Tanzania and Kenya. Tanzania and Kenya was being redone. And surveyors had gone around looking all the, the big hills and large hills and and they came to her house and they said, is this your property, this mountain here? And she said, yes. And they said, we want permission to go and take gravel from that mountain. So and you know they're doing research. And you understand in Tanzania and Kenya, it's a lot of mountains, not just one. But after they're doing research, which mountain, which rocks is good for using for the make road between Tanzania and Kenya, they find the mountain of the lady is, is, is very good. So they paid her for every single truckload of gravel that went off of her property. And a few months later, it was gone. And she's coming back and she, she you know, she go back and she take a tithe. And she, she took the tithe. Tithe and, and she take and, she's, and she says, Pastor, this is my tithe, you know, and giving a pastor. And this pastor says, where you get this money? And she says, you know, God moved mountain. Absolutely nothing impossible for God. And God, he can use, you know, God, he can use anything. This is why I say he's a boss, you know. He's a boss, he can use anything. How can it be, you know, I'm thinking about many, many mountains. And you know, because she's... Pray and pray and believe. God is showing the government, this is the mountain is good for you guys. You can come in and sign a contract for the lady and, 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 and you know, you can use it. But looking here, what God is doing, helping the lady, helping the government in Tanzania and Kenya, helping the pastor. And just not move the mountain, but God giving her a lot of money. You think how, how, how she can farm 20 acres if she cannot have money? 
And if God taking the mountain, move the mountain and no money, maybe she can take, you know, a couple of days to look what I can find, where I can find the money to farm. But God move mountain. God giving her money. God giving the pastor money. God, you know, God is working for each person in this place. Amen. And countless of people are encouraged by what God has done. So the Lord works in such an amazing and wonderful way. The time I accepted Christ, following Jesus, a lot of people, you can see, not happy. And this is happening for me. After I accepted Christ, a lot of things God teaching me. Example, reading. Everybody, they know I cannot read, but today I'm reading, I'm preaching. This is a miracle. Accept Christ. My alcoholic, you know. This is God working in my life. And after I accept Christ, my mom and our friends and everybody, they're not happy. They say, we don't want you go to church. And, you know, we have a hard time. You know, people, they're coming, they have meetings, they're coming at, and, and they're beating people, you know. And they have a meeting, they say, okay, these people, they go to church, coming in, coming at the meeting. So we go at the meeting and they say, you know, guys, we don't understand about the church, but we don't want any person to go to church. And I say, I cannot stop going to church. This is I choosing because my life is terrible. I cannot. And they say, okay, because you want to go to church. So in the talk, they're using two hands. Like this. Yeah. So the first hand, put out your hands. So this One is side. the life of the, the talk. Milk, cows, the way that the talk they're living, go for witchcraft. This hand is for the blood. So they, they say, okay, these two hands, which one you can pick? If you pick the blood one, it means you pick to die. And no anybody can help you in the, in the village. Remember the village, we don't have car, we don't have hospital, we don't have anything. If you're sick, people, they're making cry for help, and they're carrying you to hospital for two hours, three hours. I think that one not going to happen in America. People cry, uh, making cry for help, and they're carrying you. That one not going to happen here. But in Tanzania, people, they're carrying you for two hours, three hours. And they say, we cannot helping anybody, they go to church. And we say, okay, God, he knows everything, but we cannot stop following Jesus. The time I say, they're asking me, which hand do you choose? And I say, I choose the blood one. My mom and, 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 and people, they're just running away. And woo, 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 woo. So it means I'm They dying. were crying as if he was actually physically dead, even though he wasn't dead. But to them, he was dead because he was no longer a Datog, no longer a part of the village. So we have tough, tough, tough time. We don't feel like we, we, you know, we're not hungry. We just cry every day to God. God help us because it's tough. You know, it's amazing. God bring a lion in the village. I think you guys heard a lot about the lion. So God bring the lion in the village. Oh, okay, good. So, so God bring the lion in the village. The lion killed the cows, and, 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 and the cows have a baby. I'll, I'll fit something in okay. there. So one of the things they do with the Datog is there's a cry for help if there's anything that goes wrong. Because they're so far away from everybody else, they have to stick together as a community. 
And so the Datog, the new Christians, asked us, what should we do now when there's a cry for help? And we told them, as Christians, even though they said they will never help you, you have to go to it. You have to help everybody so that as a community we work together and we're showing the love of Christ. So we, you know, we go to church that Sunday and we, we are at the church and we don't heard anything. So after we, we, we're coming out, we want to go home, we, I heard cry for help. So cry for help is look like a 911 in America. If you heard cry for help, you take a spear, you talk about Nero, and you're running that place. If you're not going, you pay fine like five cows or maybe six cows, and people, they can kill them because you, you heard the 911 and you're not going. So 911 in and in the Toga people is this. So each person who hears that will run towards that direction with their spears and repeat that cry. So it's just propagated and, and, and continues and continues. I'm running for somebody's house and I take two spears and I'm running that place because in the Bible study they're telling us, you know, we want to helping people. Maybe they're not want to help us, but we want to show the, the love of Christ. So I take my spear and I'm running. So after I close the place, the lion killed the cows, I see one guy, he's coming, and I stand up and I say, what is happening? And he says, the lion killed the cows. And where's the lion? And he say, I don't know. We're just following the truck because the first person, he has a bonero, and he went to shooting the lion, and he missed the lion. The lion running away, and so it's somewhere. So I just talk to that person, and because people, they're walking in the bushes, you know, one guy passing the tree, the big bush, and the lion is in the tree. And I heard the noise of the lion jumping on the back for this guy. <laughs> and it looked like here at the door. So I making, we, we just making me and this guy, we say, tui, 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 tui. Because the lion, that I told you, if you're walking in the bush, you take clothes like this and you're tight. Because you don't, you don't want a lot of trees. So the lion had jumped out from behind the trees onto this man, but because the man had wrapped his, his datog wrap around his waist, primarily got most of that, and he was throwing him back and forth. And the guy is falling down, and the lion running this way. So the first spear, I threw the spear and hitting this side. You know the lion, if it's close and making noise, you feel in your stomach, it looks like boom, 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 boom. So I'm using the first spear, but I, I'm scared. So I threw the spear hitting this side and the lion running and the spear falling down. And because people, they, some people, they're ready, they want to eat meat, but the lion making noise, people making noise, you know, dry, a lot of grass. So people, they're coming, the lion coming back and stand up. Between me and the lion, we have just, I have, a, 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 I see a little bush between me and the land, so I'm running in behind the bush, and I'm, I'm widening because the land looks like it's making noise. So I take the second, the second spear, very nice spear, sharp. So I want to, I'm thinking just hitting on the head. So I'm hitting, I threw the spear and, and turn a little bit neck like this, I'm hitting on the neck with the spear. The spear cutting a, a juggler. This is the why the, 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 the lion died. And the spear is very sharp. You know, this side is sharp and this side. So after the spear go inside, it's cutting up and down. So it's big. 
and cutting the jugular, the lion running, and people, they're coming, and we're falling the blood on the grass, you know, we find the lion die. This is God making easy the lion die because the lion God using for testimony. Because we have hard time and, you know, people, they're coming and we stand up, we see the lion die. And that time I'm coming back again, I'm scared, I see the, the leg of the lion, I'm sweat. And, uh, and, 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 and everybody, they say, wow, you guys, you, you know, you go to church, everybody, they go to church, we're thinking they cannot doing anything. But today, anything is happening for you guys? No problem. We cannot doing anything. We just we just working together like the first time, because we we we. It look like I'm helping, but I know this is God. God is using that lion for testimony for in the village. So everything gone. So that ended up uh, for that village allowing people to go to church. Now in each village, there's always going to be persecution for the Datog. So church, pray with us that uh, for every church that's planted, that God's grace will go into the, the hearts of these believers and that they would stand strong in the midst of persecution. We'd love to continue telling you thousands of stories, but we can't because we're running out of time. But God is still bigger than all of that. And so, guys, I know you'll pray for us, pastors.